Welcome to the Made to Manifest podcast, your dedicated platform for transforming your mindset to manifest your dreams. I'm your host, Avery McDonald, and I'm thrilled to be on this journey with you. Are you ready? Let's get into it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited for today's episode because we are talking about one of my favorite topics. This is the first time I'll be talking about it on the podcast, and that is money. Money, wealth, abundance. And when I first started learning about the energetics of money, it was brand new for me. Oh, it's 444 right now. My angel numbers. <laughs> Sorry. So when I first started learning about the energetics of money, my mind was blown and yours is going to be today too, because we live in a society that has a certain vibration around money and one that is not serving you best. So what you have to do and what I'm going to educate you about today is learning what your money frequency is and then diving into how to raise it so that I can better serve you in living a life of your fullest desires. So the first time I ever heard about money not as a physical object but as an energy was at a yogurt yogurt (laughs) yoga teacher training I did when I lived in New York City I did a teacher training at pure yoga it was one of the best experiences of my life truly because it was more than just yoga it was it was the first time that I had really spent time learning about energy and manifesting and all of that. There was a spiritual side to it, right? And I was always attracted to yoga for that reason. And towards the end of the teacher training, we had a session on money. And I remember the teacher going around the room and calling on each of us and we would say what our definition of money was. And I remember I went like first or second and I said something super basic. I was like, um, I was like, it's a, it's like, God, I don't even know, whatever I said, it's cash or it's um, numbers in your bank, something very, you know, very basic. And then as other people started to answer the question, they would say things that I like honestly was laughing at in my head. They would say something like, money is an energetic exchange between people and I was just like what like what are they talking about and I didn't think anything further about it I just kind of thought like wow I'm really surrounded by people who are really into the woo which not to I'm not I wasn't judging them but I was just like whoa I have never thought about money like this before And my mind was closed off to it at the time, that money could be anything more than a physical object or numbers in your bank account, just like my answer. But then when I started journeying into this mindset world, I quickly realized that a huge part of living a life of your fullest desires is money. Why? Because money is a tool 
that is going to help you fully express yourself. And here's the thing, every single animal creature in life is meant to reach its fullest expression. And we as humans are no different. We are part of that. Every year, flowers bloom, trees branch, the grass grows. Everything in nature is meant to reach its fullest expression. Humans are meant to explore their divine gifts that they were given and reach their fullest expression through that craft, through that talent, through that desire. And in today's society, what do you need to be able to express that, to be able to fully say you're a writer like me? What do you need to be able, what tools do you need to be able to sit down and write the novel of a lifetime? Well, you need your your basic food, water, clothes on your back, a house to live in. <clears throat> these are these are principles, like a hierarchy of some philosopher, I forget. But it's like first you need all of the basic things for survival. And then on top of that, you need love, you need emotional support, etc. And what money does for us as humans is it gives us all of the tools and the resources we need to come to our fullest expression. And being in part of today's society, we cannot extract ourselves from money. We are part of it. We need it in order to reach our fullest potential. And I think that thought right there does not sit well with a lot of people because of the stereotypical thoughts of money in society. So what do people think of money? What is the standard thought about money? Well, many of them. One, having money is bad. Why? Why do we think this? Well, from a young age, and I can vouch for this because I have small kids and From a very young age, kids are, you know, we're shown like TV and movies where the bad guy is a villain who like lives in a mansion on top of the hill and he's rich and he's bad and he's inaccessible and he's evil and all of these things. And so people who have money from a very young age were learned that they can be bad people. So that's the first thought. Money is bad. The second, money is scarce. That is a huge one. Money is scarce, that there's not enough of it to go around. And the third major one is that you have to work really hard in order to get it, that it doesn't flow with ease. And it's so funny because my dad has this saying that I immediately stopped. um, I immediately stopped saying it when I learned this lesson, but his go-to saying is currency is hard to come by. And that right there is the epitome of the collective thought about money. And it is not one that is serving you. So let me break these down. Uh, The first one, money is bad. I really want to break this one down because 
this is something that we see a lot in the world, right? We see really wealthy people, Elon Musk, and they're not doing anything good, right? They're taking their money and they're using it excessively. They may not be giving as much as they should. They are by and large, you could say, bad people. Here's the thing. Money doesn't care if you're good or bad. It only cares about your dominant belief. If your dominant belief is that you are wealthy, you are the embodiment of wealth, and I'll talk about this later, then money will feel safe with you and you will attract more of it. You cannot, for having money, you are not inherently a bad person. What you choose to do with money can make you be perceived as a bad person, but inherently having it does not make you bad. In fact, wanting more wealth is one of the most noble things you can pursue because it's going to let you rise to your fullest expression. And if you're holding back and you're thinking that being poor is better because you don't deserve it or because other people are poor or whatever your thought is, you are holding back from, you're holding the world back from experiencing your unique talents and gifts. Joanna Gaines wrote a book that my son loves called The World Needs Who You Were Meant to Be. And I just resonate with that so much. The world needs you to be your fullest expression. And to do that, you need wealth. Okay, the next part of this that I want to explore is that money is scarce. This is a big one, you guys. This I'm going to probably talk about this 70 billion times in this podcast. <laughs> but right now, I'm just going to try to give you a quick overview of it because it goes so deep. But if you're brand new to this, here's what you need to know. Our culture has probably conditioned you to believe that money is scarce and that there's not enough of it and that you have to work hard for it, okay? And I want to peel this back because neither of those things are true and it might be the first time you're actually hearing this and being like, Avery, what the heck are you talking about? Of course money is scarce. Of course you have to work hard for it. No, I'm here to tell you those things are false. When you are following your destiny, when you're following what you're meant to do, the gifts you were given, for me, I'm just going to take me as an example. I am meant to be a writer. I am meant to share stories. And I'm meant to share knowledge and lessons. And one of the one of the ways I do that is through writing and through the podcast. So for writing, if I didn't allow myself to when I am writing and I'm sure you can relate to this I am in the like a flow state I could do it all day I could do it for no money I mean currently right now I am doing it for no money and I feel so good and when I'm writing my vibrations that I'm giving out are very very high And when my vibrations are high, when I go into the world, I 
send that off to other people, which is a magical thing, right? If everybody was doing what they're designed to do all day long, the collective vibration in the world would raise and it would be so much more of a better place. So how I think about this is we all have our part to play in raising the collective vibration. And the best, most easiest way to do that is to follow your desires. And when you're following desires, money is not scarce. You don't have to work hard for money. It flows to you with ease. And there is plenty of it to go around. Wallace Waddles, which every time I say that or look at it, I start cracking up. But there is an author named Wallace Waddles Waddles, who wrote a book called The Science of Getting Rich. And it's one of the first books I read when I started on this mindset journey. And one of the first things he says is, you're never going to reach your fullest expression unless you have wealth. So it should be one of the most important things you study and learn about. Because if you're not in pursuit of your dreams, you're not raising your frequency and you're not helping the collective get to that better plane. You're not sharing your, let's say you're a writer, you're not sharing your amazing, incredible Pulitzer Prize winning book with everyone. And think about all the people that don't get to read that story. Think about your favorite book. Mine is The Goldfinch by Donna Tartt. Think about if Donna Tartt never, never finished that book. Think about your favorite musicians. Think about Taylor Swift, who is sweeping the freaking world right now. Think about if she never followed her passion for singing and music making. And that's you. That is you too. You are meant to do exactly what those people are doing. They have just reached their fullest expression. Everyone has a gift to share with the world. And when you are in pursuit of that, money flows to you with ease and there is plenty of it to go around. Wallace Waddles also talks about the creative plane, making wealth on the creative plane versus the competitive plane. And I want to talk about that. When you truly are in your flow state, doing what you're supposed to do on this earth, you are approaching wealth from an inherently creative space. And when you're doing that, there is room for everybody to reach their fullest expression. And when you do that, money will stay with you. And even if you lose it or whatever, your bank goes under, something else crazy happens, wealth will find its way back to you because you are in that vibration of wealth. Okay, so you're probably thinking, oh my god, what is going on? I <laughs> These are all new thoughts for me. I now want to take it back to you and figure out what your what your wealth vibration is. It's really easy. The first way you can find out how you think about money is how you talk about it. Are you constantly, and here's the thing, Here, here's the crazy thing. People in society are like, let's not talk about money. You know, you should only, you should only aspire to live in a house that's X amount of dollars and you should only aspire to make X amount of dollars a year and, and you don't need any, anything more than that. That's enough. 
And as a result, people spend so much time talking about their own lack of money. Start listening all around you, friends, family, people at the grocery store, and you're going to start hearing people talk about money as a scarcity everywhere you go, I guarantee you. And now you're probably thinking about yourself. Am I talking about it as if it's a scarcity? Are you constantly talking about how you saved $5 at the grocery store from a coupon? I Listen, I'm not saying that being frugal with your money is bad, okay? Because that is a whole nother topic. That is when you're disrespecting money and we don't want to be doing that either. But is the scarcity and lack of money occupying your mind so much that it's closing you off to pursuing other things, to pursuing your dreams and your goals? For many of us, the answer is yes, because that's how we were conditioned. That's how we were brought up. That's how we were um, taught to think about money is that there's not enough of it. So that's one way you can think about your frequency. Do you need to be nickel and diming X, Y, and Z? Maybe, maybe not. How can you reframe your thinking to allow yourself the space to attract wealth? Another way to determine what your money frequency is, is to examine how you think about money and how it makes you feel. And this is another thing I'm going to be talking about till the cows come home because it just goes so deep. But there's a couple common thoughts about money that a lot of people share based on our, because we, you know, because we're in the same society, there are many shared thoughts about money and I'm going to talk about some of them. The first one is that money creates money does not create harmony it creates fighting it creates an environment that's not safe and you may have seen this if you grew up in a household where your parents were always fighting about money or where when there wasn't enough of it it created fear another common thought about money is that money is money is not meant for me. And I think that's because of conditioning us to believe that despite people saying, you know, shoot for your dreams, you're real. What you're really taught to do is to grow up, live in a certain type of house and make a certain type of income. That's the messaging. And even if you're, you know, like your parents didn't say that to you, you get it from education, you get it from community, you get it from, like for me, for instance, I graduated from an Ivy League, which I'll go into that another time too. It's a whole nother thing, but that environment can be toxic because you are taught that you have to shoot for this type of job with this type of income and then eventually live in this type of city in this type of apartment or house or whatever, right? And what does that do for you? It doesn't leave you any room to dream about what you really want. That puts you in a cookie cutter of a life that you are supposed to be striving for when it's not even your dream. It's not even your thought, right? You're just part of this cycle. So 
I want you guys to really start examining how you think about money. The next time you have a panic attack over spending an extra $2 for an apple at the checkout at the grocery store, ask yourself why. Why am I thinking this? Why am I scared to spend this? What am I afraid of? What did it come from? Where in my childhood did I pick this up? Because It's only through thought examination that you're going to get to the roots of your money scarcity. And only when you clear those thoughts and start to rewire, can you fully be attracting wealth and attracting that money that you need to reach your fullest potential. And before I end the podcast, I because I'm an artist, I want to talk to you guys about the whole starving artist mindset. Okay. If you are in this camp, oh, you got to bust through this. Being an artist and being in pursuit of your art is not, does not inherently have to make you poor. And a lot of people, I'm sure a lot of people are asking like, what, yeah, like what if you are in a vocation that inherently doesn't pay a lot? Like, you're a teacher or you do nonprofit work or you're an artist, okay, you're going to have to look outside of the setting you're in to be able to generate more money. The key here is to explore specifically what you like about your work and dig in really deep. If you're a teacher, what what is it that you like about teaching? Do you like lesson planning? Sell plans online. Do you like one-on-one work? tutor, tutor rich kids? Do you love the social science and psychology behind communicating with kids? Start learning more about that and teaching others how to effectively communicate too. be, be a coach. There are plenty of ways to attract more wealth that are outside of your vocation. Okay. That's how I want you to start thinking. I want you to start being open to wealth coming from anywhere coming from anywhere, not just your vocation, because wealth coming from your vocation is another um, piece of, I'm going to call it wrong thought, okay? Because people have conditioned you to say that your wealth can only come from your vocation, and that is inherently extremely restrictive too. So if you're like brand new to this whole wealth mindset, energetic thing, you're probably like in shock right now, but I am going to dig deep into all of this in the next couple of episodes and you don't have to understand it all. You don't even have to agree with it all, but the point of this episode is start paying attention to your money frequency. How are you thinking about money? How are you talking about money? And remember and start to absorb that when you are in pursuit of your passions, Money is not scarce, money is not hard to make, and having money does not make you a bad person. Okay? All right, that is all I have for you guys today. I hope that was super useful. Feel free to send, share. If you love the podcast, rate and review. It's brand new, so I appreciate all the feedback, and I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye.